T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And we are back with the Beach and Company. Got another text regarding the, the Royals. Deciding to become unroyal and living half of their life in Canada and half in England. Uh, this says, I think they want to live and bring up Archie in a more socialist environment. And I forgot that they had a baby named Archie. <laughs> I guess if you're in England, Archie might be a little bit more acceptable. But I'm thinking Archie wasn't their first choice. Uh, Jughead was, but it was already taken. So you can't have more than one uh, Jughead, but you can have a lot of Archies. They could have named him DeBrickashaw. That, that's right. He could play in the NFL. I like that, DeBrickashaw. All right, what do we have here? Should New York kill the uh, bail reform law? Uh, what the? Uh, it, it just seems to me, maybe it just struck me at the moment, that we spend all kinds of time and consideration for the people that break the law. Uh, not not that much for the people who obey the law, but if you break the law, because I heard a lot when they were uh, debating and, and trying to get this bill passed and into law that it was unfair to people who may not have the bail money. You know what's unfair to the to the people? It's the people who commit the crimes that uh, that make them have to face a bail situation. If you don't want to pay the bail, simply don't do the crime, okay? Now, very seldom do you have to pay a bail if a crime hasn't been committed. I mean, that's pretty easy to figure out. And it seems like, uh, you know, Obama opened the jail cells just before he left, to uh, making sure that none of them knew where he lived. Uh, and uh, that they, they flooded the country with uh, people who had been uh, convicted of other crimes. Uh, even uh, all the presidents do it. And I don't understand... Uh, the need to show your compassion by letting people out of jail or making it easier for people who should be in jail. Now, I've heard uh, some law enforcement people uh, uh, say, uh, I think the DA said it, that, uh, no, it's it's the right thing to do, and, and the only reason you should have bail at all is to make sure you you're a, a peer uh, when you're supposed to appear in court. But it does take away another aspect of what uh, the authority of a judge takes that away, gives them one size fits all. What did they decide to do? That bail was for people to make sure that they came back, but it started right at the beginning and goes all the way up to some situations that won't allow bail. Well, now only the most dire of crimes will have bail. The All the rest of them, not. And I heard somebody explain, if somebody breaks into your house uh, 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 to, uh, to rob you. They break into your house to rob you, and you're there, and it's a high, high enough level, okay, uh, where, uh, where bail will be allowed. However, if they break into your house and you're not home, it's, it's the lower level. So that person who broke into your house and you were not home uh, would not be required. Uh, I guess the judge could, uh, judge could always do it if, he, if it was a serious enough crime, but wouldn't be required um, uh, to post bail. Now, as far as I'm concerned, there's a very little difference between the two 
uh, barring some kind of violence. Now, if I'm not mistaken, part of the new law, or uh, if it's a separate law, I'm not completely uh, sure on it, but they can come back to your house as gathering evidence or for their own case, right? It's crazy. Uh, it is crazy. Uh, I don't know uh, how you feel about it, but I feel that we should have left it the way it is, and we should. Now they're, they're running into problems uh, with it. Uh, they're seeing, you know what's, what's interesting about Albany? I've noticed it since I've been back. I've been back, uh, what, 23 years? Going on 23. 23, almost 23 years, or in this month even. I think it's in January. Uh, but uh, what amazes me uh, about Albany is that they, uh, besides the taxation uh, situation, uh, but what, what amazes me is they seem to want to bend over backwards to help the criminal. Now, I have no problem with trying somebody who's gone astray or flipped out in one moment and saw the light later and got a lighter sentence. Okay, if, if they're redeemable, fine. But I don't think everybody is. And I don't think it's, a, it's a, too much of a burden uh, for uh, you to have to post uh, bail. Uh, let, me, let me just tell you this. If you're a crook, I would suggest putting a little away each week so that you're ready for bail when they finally catch you. That should be – in fact – I shouldn't have said that publicly because now the president will want, and not the president, the governor will want to have a, a little program where we all contribute to that. Oh, yeah, you get taxed uh, yeah, a little bit tax. extra for it. Just dip into the tax uh, for a contingency bail money, just a little bit a week. You know, it's only a pizza a week. For a pizza a week, you can have some criminal. You're trying to get us thrown out. <laughs> pizza a week, you're trying. One, uh, we need money for criminals. So that they can spend Thanksgiving with their family. That's I it. Think that's the only thing that counts. Well, it's fitting that you're talking about this day because today is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Yes, and we do appreciate law enforcement. Remember this now. At least most of us do. Yeah, the ones that are in uh, not in jail and don't require bail money. Uh, just remember, it's law enforcement. The people that do it have to enforce the laws of the, the uh, whiz-bang people we put to uh, form our laws. Is and Colin Kaepernick uh, celebrating today? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he'll take a knee. Uh, I don't know. But I'm saying the hell with that. Let's not be bending over backwards because somebody who committed a crime or at least is accused of committing a crime might have to post a bail. Think about it like that. And you're taking that away from the judges, too. I don't like that either. 803-0930-1800-616-9236, star 930 if you're planning on committing a crime, save up for bail money, okay? So, so we won't have to cry and weep and, and uh, wipe our eyes uh, dry from tears that you can't afford your own bail. We'll be back with more on News Radio 930 WBEN. We're talking, they're having some problems now. The one thing I, I meant to say before the break is the one thing I've noticed with New York, it's the only state I've worked in. I've worked in 11 states, okay? However, what I've noticed about New York is they make a bill into law and then they check out the flaws, the weaknesses, after it's already law. And that's exactly what they're doing with the bail reform law. Uh, it would be nice, you know, if they did that and, and put out a, uh, a, a modified yet something uh, that uh, should pass muster, legal muster, when they make it a law. Instead of waiting for people to complain that it's not working and then uh, making uh, decisions on a little uh, nip here, a little nip there, there, I could tell, that's nice. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yes, thank you, Tony. 
Thank you. That is uh, the number two. Yes, Tony, yes. Tony is showing me. Deuce. He went, went to see Mr. Rogers' uh, neighborhood the other day. So I'm asking, should New York kill the bail reform law? What they've done is they've, uh, they've killed bail with the exception of the uh, most hardcore crimes. And I'm saying, why, why is there such concern about people who have committed crimes? Uh, what was wrong with it the way it was? And the way it should have go back to that. Let's go to our friend Dan in West Seneca, who I'm sure has never been out on bail. Dan, you're on WBEN. I, I have never been in jail. I know. That's why I, I said that. Yeah. No. I, you know what, Sandy? I think if uh, on your news this morning it's reported that New York State has a $6 billion budget deficit. When you take a look at the legislation on bail reform, you can understand how we got screw, screwed up in the first place here. Um, I think uh, when you're talking about the state budget, we can talk about uh, the justice system reform in our state and the expenditure. Um, I'm a victim on multiple levels, and so are you, and, and I'll explain my comment. You see, a criminal commits a crime, so the victim is penalized. Then the criminal can't afford an attorney and the taxpayer has to pay for the attorney. Then the criminal goes to jail and we have to pay to house. <laughs> we have to pay for their medical and we have to pay for their education. Sure. And some of us can't do that for our own children. You follow me? Yeah, I do. And I'm with you so far. Okay. Now in America, we've got some problems uh, when you move from state to state, uh, everybody has a little bit of a different economy, and we all have our strong points. Um, so like in West Virginia, where the coal miners lost their jobs, uh, we could actually contract prisons to West Virginia, where their per capita income is lower, and we could cut the expenditure of uh, housing these criminals. I mean, our prison cards, when they are fully vested in their jobs, are making $90,000 a year in cash payments plus their benefit package, the expenditure to the taxpayer is just incredible. And some of the prisoners and some of the prisons, I mean, they've got cable. We've got regular citizens that can't afford cable. They eat three square meals a day, and anytime they have a sniffle, they can go to the doctor. And they have uh, a legal uh, law li libraries, too. That's part of what they have. Well, I mean, come on now. I mean, really, uh, and I can tell you, and this is a sad story, and it would be true, I knew a gentleman as he got older, uh, he really couldn't afford to live out on his own anymore and all that kind of stuff. And you want to know what he did? He threw a brick through a window so he would be arrested so he could go to jail, and now he no longer has to pay gas, electric, he doesn't have to go to the grocery store, and if he needs any type of medical assistance whatsoever, the taxpayers are obligated to take care of You're him. absolutely right on that. It's funny because I have thought when, whenever they do a show on TV about the homeless people, especially in the winter uh, here, I'm thinking a homeless person would be better off committing a crime like you just said and going to jail. At least when they go to jail, they've got clothes, they've got food, they've got warmth, they've got medical equipment, they have uh, exercise things, they have everything you would want. Uh, they're actually technically better off in jail than they are on the street. And there's the problem with the justice system. You see, 
um, a penalty for a crime is supposed to be a deterrent. But some of these individuals who commit the crimes, if they go to jail, are living better than they ever did in the general population. I mean, there have been cases where people have gone to jail, then they got out and they committed, as you said, a minor crime and gone back because that's where they were comfortable. And I got another suggestion here. I feel really bad for the people in Puerto Rico. Now they're experiencing an earthquake, right? Uh, We could build prisons there, pay the prevailing wage there, which I am sure is is about 70% less than what people make in New York State, and we could save a ton of money, and people would not want to go to jail uh, away from their families and in a place where they're not going to get free TV, cable, and everything else. See, I'm with you. I, I think that when you're found guilty of a crime, it should be punitive. Rehab is a whole different ball game with a whole different uh, set of people. Uh, I don't believe everybody can be rehabbed. Some people can. Some people, it's an honest mistake, and they change their life around after they've paid uh, their their uh, price to the public. But I think a lot of them can't. And uh, wasting our time, money, and effort trying to rehab them when they're not uh, they're not eligible for that. No, and and. When you take a look at our tax dollars, it is a limited resource. People cannot afford uh, to pay more for people who don't have any respect for anything, and they are never going to improve themselves. They will always be a threat to society, and because prisons, attorneys are paid, uh, because we have to, under the Constitution, give you legal representation, it has become an industry. And... We've got to curtail that industry. The taxpayer should not be penalized with the burden of taking care of gangsters. Uh, and, and really, Puerto Rico would love to be a prison industry state. West Virginia might want to be a prison industry state. Uh, a lot of rural areas that don't have any industry whatsoever. And I mean, people from all over could take their bad criminals, throw them there, and if you reduce the hourly wage and the amount of employees that you paid benefit, I, I would bet New York State pays upwards of $2 billion for their justice system. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think we are far too lenient. Uh, Dan, every once in a while, uh, it's a perfect storm, and we agree. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good day. Goodbye. See, I like Dan, even though sometimes he drives my audience crazy. But that's good. It gets you to thinking. Uh, but uh, do you agree with Dan's position, Tony? Yeah, and I think if you look at, uh, like, my wife, she works in I like to look the at legal your wife. system. And when is she available? <laughs> <laughs> Commit a crime, you may go after that's go see her. Tr- that's true, and her father. Yeah, and well, you definitely could use her father yeah. uh, in that regards. But, uh, you know, people in her office and the people that she works with, I have friends who uh, uh, work at the holding center, they're flipping out over this law and saying how bad it is. And uh, it's going to wind up costing us more money in the end. Yeah, you know, they send things out half-baked. That was my uh, position about New York. Send it no out thinking. Fa- just put a bunch of stuff in there, and then we'll see how much of it works, how much of it doesn't, how much of it's dangerous, and then we'll tune it. Uh, don't they know they're supposed to put out a, a law that is fair and equitable right from the start? But in New York, it seems like, uh, I don't even want to mention the safe law, they, they just throw them out half-baked and let us do the, uh, 
the research and development. It's like sometimes the car de- uh, car manufacturers do that. And they think they're going to get more votes this way? I mean, is yeah. this what the, the end game is? Yeah, I don't understand Just it. like with uh, letting illegals get driver's license. Yeah. We all said the end game was for them to vote. Hello? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what they're trying to do now, isn't it? All right, uh, we'll be back. We want to hear from you. Do you think New York should kill the bail reform law? I don't want to hear, as we had to before they passed it, that some people can't afford bail. Well, it's too bad. You can't afford to commit a crime then. I'm thinking. Just a little advice, a little free advice from Sandy. If you intend to commit a crime, make sure you have enough money that if you get caught, you'll have to pay bail and you'll be able to, uh, to front the bail money. Was it in the, the, Ber- the Beretta theme song, Don't Do the Time? Yeah, d- no. Do the time. If you can't do the time, don't, don't commit do the, the crime. crime. Yeah, and, that, and that's true. It's more than a, a cheesy uh, a song in a TV show. But, you know, that was uh, we touched on this Friday, Sandy, and one of the callers, she was no, nothing else. No other reason why this made sense except for, well, poor people are suffering. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Don't do the crime. If you're suffering from other reasons, we can give you help. And there's, believe me, there's help for everything. You do a crime, I don't think we're obliged to give you help. Why in the hell? We're obliged to protect the uh, the, the populace. We we're give you a, a lawyer if you can't afford yeah, it. Yeah, you get that for free. And, and, and as Dan from West Seneca pointed out, you get a lot of stuff for free once you get convicted of a crime. But I don't think we should be on the hook for your bail. Uh, and, and I think the uh, judges would like to have that flexibility uh, to make that decision. That's why they're judges. And in a court of law, who would I rather listen to, a judge or a crook? Uh, I'm, I'm just telling you. 8030930, and star 35 after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back with Beach and Company, I'm Sandy Beach. Typical of New York State. This is uh, how they usually operate. They'll cobble something together uh, from a bill and make it law, and then find out what the uh, what the problems are with it. They do this all the time. And so the uh, uh, the New York State bail reform law has got a lot of flaws in it. 
And so they're, they're considering how to adapt it. And one of the things, one of the biggest problems is it takes away uh, some, of the, uh, some of the authority, I think, of the uh, judges sitting on the bench. And I thought we would get uh, that word from a, a real honest-to-goodness, a former state Supreme Court judge and dear friend of mine, uh, Judge Penny Wolfgang. Judge Wolfgang, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Okay, good morning. How are you today? I am fine. I am fine. And also, uh, I heard you the other day talking about uh, one of our dinners where we couldn't hear anything. Oh, that's true. It... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where, the, where the restaurant was so loud <clears throat> and everybody, we were like whispering in each other's ear to be heard. Yes, I hope nobody took a picture of that because I actually cupped my hand around your ear like this so you could hear me. I remember. And um, you are so right about um, how horrible it is when you can't hear anything. And none of my friends can hear anything in restaurants anymore. Well, now that you're off the off the bench, you look at the judicial system, you see this law. Uh, it takes away some of the uh, yes. uh, so, some of your authority, I think. Give me your thoughts on the law. Yes, absolutely. You absolutely uh, are totally 1,000% right about the law taking away the discretion from the judges. And there, uh, of course, there is no reason for it that I can think of. What, what was wrong with the law to begin with that gives judges discretion? That is what we are elected for. That is what the people want us to do. Use our discretion as judges. Use our common sense. Follow the law look at the person in front of you, decide each case on an individual basis, which is what we do, and there's no reason to take away the discretion for bail or any for other any other reason that I know of, and I don't know why the legislatures did not really consider this and, and consult and get opinions from the judges before they pass this law. That's what I was going to ask you. That was going to be my next question. Generally, as they're about to pass a law that will have significant impact on the people involved, do they uh, sit down with you? you folks and talk about it how will it work what what should we avoid do they do that ever yes they do that sometimes but they definitely did not do this in this case because there's no judge that uh ever that would say oh i i want my discretion i want the law i want the legislators who are elected separately for a different job than the judges to take away the discretion from the courts and to say this is how you should operate you cannot sit the cash bail and under these circumstances, no matter what the reason, no matter what the person in front of you, no matter what their record, no matter what the danger to the community, the, on this particular crime, this person has to be released without bail, period. Well, uh, let's borrow your robe for a minute and you can fill us in on what you normally would consider when setting bail. If, if somebody is before you that, uh, that you think requires bail, and you've got a, you know, obviously an area that you can work with. How do you decide how much the bail should be? Okay, well, it's not uh, a question of how much, really. It's a question at this point of whether there should be what kind of bail and if there should be bail at all. And the things that we consider, uh, not so much the amount, but what I considered in the past and what we have always considered is for the crime itself, uh, the person's record, prior record, uh, what, if any, you know, is arrest convictions they have on their record, um, their ties to the community, whether they are employed, whether they have a family, uh, whether they are likely to appear uh, when they are supposed to, whether they have not appeared in the past, which very often ha happens on, you know, other crimes, other 
So the likelihood that they're not going to appear this time is higher. Um, The person itself, the person's demeanor, the person that's standing in front of you, that's talking to you, the the defendant, the person that's accused of a crime. The reason I asked you that question, the way I asked it, is because I think this bail reform law was being, uh, when they were trying to sell it to, to the public, it was on the fact that some people couldn't afford the bail. And I'm thinking if we become a social services agency, if you can't afford the bail, don't do the, uh, the crime that would require a bail. And that's the reason I asked you about how much. In other words, if, if they look like they really uh, were down on their last nickel, would that make a difference? Um, it might make a difference not if they can afford it, but whether they're likely, as I said, whether they have ties in the community, a job, right, likely right. to appear, those considerations go into you know, what the amount of the bail should be. Now that they're they're looking to maybe tidy the bail up a little bit, tidy this law up a little, mm-hmm. do you think that they'll reach out now to the judges and ask? I I can only hope. I can only <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> because you know we have three we have three branches of government as as you know, uh, the and they're they're trying to take away the jurisdiction of the judges. Uh, by legislating what they should and should not do in this way. And so it is It is really not the way our Constitution is written and not the way our laws should be affected. Well, it's good. Uh, we always enjoyed talking to you and still do, and you're a very solid member of the bench. We thank you so much, Judge Wolfgang. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Good to talk to you all. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, we gave her a call and asked her to call back, and it's good that she was on the bench for many, many years. The thing I always remember about her is that in every election she was ever in, uh, she was the top vote-getter in the classification of the time. The thing that I always remember is being a kid and seeing the commercials for her uh, vote for uh, Penny Wolfgang, and I would tell my parents to vote for her because I thought she had a cool last name. Oh, yeah, and she was a very good judge, I must say that. Uh, there's only one political appearance I have ever made in my entire life, one, and it was for her, because I, I really, truly believe she was a superb judge. She's awesome. All right. When we come back, we want to hear from you, and I see we got a full bank of calls. The uh, call screen is filled, and we'll be back to that on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Beach & Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Just a reminder, if you would like to go on a trip, uh, Dan Neverth and I would like to take you to Russia. Yes, along with AAA, we've done 10 trips. Danny's done nine. Uh, we've done 10 in total. Uh, and they've all been sold out. They've all been successful. And so will this one be. June, uh, and the reason we, uh, we're going to like announce three trips at once is that it gives you a, a full year's coverage so you can kind of uh, work on your schedule. This uh, Russia trip is June 24th to, to July 5th of this month and and it includes uh it's on the uh on viking and it includes four days in moscow four days in st petersburg so you can really enjoy that and then there's red square and lenin's tomb the kremlin cosmonaut museum bolshevik theater uh the metro system which is sensational i saw my uh, friend uh, who is from ukraine and she said, uh, be sure to see the Metro System. It is spectacular. And a performance of the Russian Ballet. Uh, that's great, too. Now, we'll save a seat for you. We want you to call AAA at 1-844-688-7477. That's 1-844-688-7477. 
And then later on, we'll tell you, in fact, before I even sign off today, about the Alaska cruise, and then after that, the Australia cruise. A lot of things going on. Okay, let's go to uh, Frank in Tonawanda. Frank, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sam. Hello there, Frank. Now, how am I supposed to follow Judge Wolfgang? Yes, that's a tough uh, route to uh, to take, but I'm sure you can do it, Frank. You know, uh, she's exactly right. I mean, <laughs> why? You, you would have thought that they would have got judges' input on this before they passed this law. And after they passed the law, now they want to refine the law. I mean, what a bunch of idiots. That's the way they work. Uh, they they uh, do that. They they just throw it together, throw it out into the public, and then the public throws it back at them, telling them what's wrong with it. Yeah, only in New York State do they do that. You know, if, if this was a, a, a dumb law right from the beginning, here you, 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 you don't want to set bail because you, you feel that it's unfair to the, to the uh, criminals that don't have the money to, to post bail. Well, if you, if you can't do the crime... And then you, <laughs> you you can't do the time. I mean, I just don't understand this. This is just so ludicrous. What a, it's, I, it's almost like I don't have words for it. This yeah, it's like, you know, the criminal standing before you and has, been and, and has been charged with a crime, and you've got to worry about whether they can afford to cough up the money. Guess what? If they don't have it, they can borrow it. If they, if they can't borrow it, they find some way to do it. And if you can't do it, then you stay behind bars. Right. And like you were saying before, the, the, criminal, the corruption system now is so, is so lenient. I had friends of mine that were corrections officers. And the stories that they told me about the facilities that they have for these people, it's, it's so, it's so, uh, it's so comfortable, it's almost beyond the pill. Like you said, they have cable TV. They have these quads, you know. They have these quads. They have, the, uh, they have wall-to-wall of carpeting. Uh, they, they, they almost, they almost codify these these criminals now. That they don't even want to leave the facility to go out into the real world because they have it. They have it so comfortable there. <laughs> well, with some of them, it's uh, comfortable, more comfortable than they have at home. Uh, the only thing they give up is being able to walk out at night, but the rest of it is better than they have at home. But the bottom line is that. Uh, the justice system should not be a social services agency. They are to judge the criminality or non-criminality of the person in front of them. That's for sure, because if, if you do the crime, you're supposed to do the time. It's supposed to be a place that you don't want to go to. And when you do go there, you want to get the hell out of there. Sure. Never go it, it's, it's teaching a lesson. Part of the lesson is I, I believe that the, the criminal justice system uh, should be a punitive system when you're found guilty. We shouldn't be coddling you or finding uh, 10 people who tell you you had a hard life as a child. Uh, I mean, uh, that should not be that job. There's other areas of our government that handle that sort of stuff. It shouldn't be the courts. That's for sure. I, you know, it should be up to the discretion of the judges when they post bail or set bail for these criminals. Now, you just heard Judge Wolfgang say the things that she always considered when she found somebody uh, in, in her courtroom. Uh, so they, they give great thought to it. Why not trust their judgment? And I'm glad she brought up the fact that there's three sections of, of government, and they're one of them, and the people that make the laws are a different one, and they, but they have to have consideration to the people who have to carry them out. For sure. You have to 
And you also have to consider the person that's standing in front of you. How many times has he been there? How many times has this guy, how many, if this guy is a felon, how many times has this guy committed a crime? And, and how many times have we seen that when somebody's been uh, caught doing some dastardly deed that they, they've had 20 appearances in court before this one? It's not like their first rodeo. No. And, you know, you can't keep setting them and, and throwing and let them. And then you, you, you say to them, well, we want you to come back. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll save a cell for you. Right. Are you kidding me? Those people are never going to come back. They're going to leave. They're going to leave the state. They might not even leave the country. And you're you, you going to say to them, well, you know what? We hope that you come back because we want you to come back on a certain date. Yeah, look at the illegals' uh, percentage of coming back for their court date. Uh, when they, they're granted a date and it's a little while ahead or maybe more than a little while, they never show up again. No, no. So if they think that this is going to work, that this is a fairy tale. I'll tell you what. Let's all go to Disney World and let's have yeah. thank you. Well, Frank, if I go to jail, I hope you're my cellmate because we had a good conversation. <laughs> thank you, Frank. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, St. Mary. That's award-winning and now letter-writing. St. Mary in Lancaster, I saw your letter to the editor. Very nice. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I don't know if I have enough time. Uh, Sandy. you got four, three and a half, four minutes. That's plenty of time. Okay. Um, what I was going to say is the, the one thing they're not mentioning is even the judge. What about the victims? You know, why doesn't the, the, why don't the victims have a say in this? You know, like the, the perpetrator. Regarding whether bail is uh, set or not? They, they should be consult the people that are have been victimized. But also what... What I was going to say really is all these uh, legislators are going back to Albany and everything. When they propose any legislation, I think there should be a big sign over the whole, the, over the chamber saying, plan before you ban. That's good. Uh, just think about it. I th- you know, we send them to Albany to consider our needs, uh, but I don't think there is any outrageous uh, number of people who say, uh, we, we, we shouldn't have bail for lesser crimes. It's unfair. That, that's a small little focus group that, uh, that, uh, that uh, we're pushing this, and now we've got to fix it before we uh, use it. And this is what I was going to say. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, and people should do also, call your legislator, no matter what party you belong to, call your legislators and say, when you go back to Albany, plan before you ban, before you do anything, and even the governor should be questioned when he just he just comes with these caveats and everything else, but then he comes out with a mandate. Why don't you? The only reason I used to always, well, not the only, but the reason I used to back Mike Rantenhofer, because he was the one that was against mandates. Because all these laws and everything, they'll be changed if they say, okay, it won't go through. They'll, they'll uh, put a law out and they won't won't go through. Then the governor comes out and gives a mandate, says, okay, you got to do this and do that. Uh, I think a good thing, uh, a surprise today was, I think everybody should read Rod Watson's column today. I clipped it. I haven't read it yet. I will clip it and go over it because Rod, every once in a while, comes up with a good, a really good, uh, meaningful to me uh, column. That's that was what uh, what I was thinking of, but really that should be the the motto over the, you know, 
under the seal of Great Seal of New York say, plan before you ban. All right. Thank you, Mary. Okay. You're welcome. Good to talk to you. That's uh, Saint. We call her Saint Mary because we usually catch her either just after church or uh, just before church. I wonder if she's seen the uh, the movie Two Popes. It's really, really good. Very well done. Uh, if you're if you're in the mood for that kind of a show, it's so well acted and written and purposeful. Very good. All right, uh, it's time to see if we can give away a thousand dollars. I have a word, and the word is late. L A T E. I assume it's late and not latte, but whatever it is, the spelling is L A T E. Send that word seven uh, to T two eight eight one. That's uh, one uh, two. Okay, I'm all right. What am I nuts? I'm re- I'm reading two lines at the same time. It's uh, oh, all right. What is it? It's one, one, you're, you're texting late to seven two eight eight one. Oh, it's a seven. See, I should look at that. Do you see it right there? Looks like a I, T. I so, printed out for you. Just take that. I know that. you did, but I didn't use the print. So it's a seven. There we go. Seven two eight eight one. Gee, it's that little little thing over the side. Looks like the top of the mountain. We'll be back, and the word is late. L A T. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 